Welcome to Living Chassidus. Together, let's live the Chassidus we learn. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Chassidus in the morning. 15 minutes. Hopefully, change our lives. Okay. We're going to learn. In honor of Shavuos, so we're going to actually a sikha. We're going to change it up. Yeah. Now, while we're here, we have a few things. So this sikha, essentially, it's about Shavuos. And the, the, I guess the Hasidic approach generally to a Yom Tov is with the Hachana. You learn things and teach you how to, how to look at the Yom Tov. So now we have the time to think about, as Shavuos is coming, what we're learning, and really internalize when you come to Shavuos, you, you have what to live with. It's not just the yom that comes and it's like it hits you, but you prepared for it and you've been thinking about it, and then you can live with it in a whole different, whole different level. And so normally, so now also being that we're going to learn a sikha, we're going to see the difference of what what it's like when you learn a sikha versus learning a minor. Especially this is a sikha from Chalak Dalit. Look at the sikhas. So this was added by the rabbi. And Chalak Dalit, all of the Dalit. I think all they say is like the 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 you say this so it's like really fundamental. And so you see here also you'll see here how the rabbi shows you how to look at it, look at Torah, look at things. There's a lot of beautiful and it's not long, but it's like a lot of fundamental, a lot of cool things to see. So let's let's begin. I'm I'm using this anthology of talks. Was it a service in English? Um, yeah, on this it's volume nine by midbar page 13 and yeah i i print i took some copies i hopefully they're posted up okay shavuos sleeping soundly so we all know the famous thing that on the night of shavuos the jewish people slept it took a nice good shluf and it says as we're going to learn in the medrash it says in the medrash that they had a beautiful sleep so of course, and, and we say because of that mistake, so to speak, therefore the custom is to stay up all night and, and sort of fix up what they did. What we're going to do today today, in the next few days, we're going to learn the deeper story behind this story and how, how it applies to us. Come and join me on this experience. Okay. The measure states that the Jew that the Jews slept in time before the giving of the tayon because sleep on Shavuos is pleasant and the night is short. And then it continues on and says, not even a flea bit them. They had a beautiful, beautiful sleep before Shavuos. Now, uh, now I guess while, while we're doing this, everyone can think to themselves, what happened over here? Why did they sleep? Why were they sleeping? Seemingly, before the giving of the Torah, you wouldn't, if, if you know, imagine yourself there, Torah is going to be given the next day. You know, besides the fact you have to organize things, but there's not much to organize, but You'd be all pent up and you'd be happy to sleep. So what, but what do we see in the see here in this in in the medrash that they had a not just that they slept but they had a pleasant sleep. What's going on over here? That one can think to themselves: Why do you think? Why do you think this happened? Why do you think they slept? Everyone slept. Why were they sleeping? Let's see. When Hashem came to give them the Torah, what happens? So He found the Jews in deep slumber and had to arouse them. Imagine you have to come, you know, it's like 
like uh, the, and the big mission is about to happen and you have to come wake everyone up. Okay, what are you guys doing? You're not ready? You know, it's like you go on a Shabbaton and everyone is sleeping in. It's like, guys, we're going to go. Like, what's, what's going on? What's taking so long? This is alluded to in the verse. Why did I come when no one was there? I called and there was no answer. That's what the Pazik says. You know, and basically it's referring to this, that Hashem's calling, hey, where's everybody? I'm, I'm, I'm. Hashem comes down to give the Torah and everyone is sleeping. It's like, you don't want the Torah? Like, what's going on over here? To, to, to compensate for the nation's slumber on the night, of, on the night before the giving of the Torah, it is customary to stay up the whole night of Shavuos and learn Torah. That's what we know. Now we probably know, probably you didn't know, this whole Medrash. So all the stories in the Torah serve as lessons for us that divine service. Now, before we continue, think to yourselves, what, and this is sort of one of the, one of the Rebbe wants, and Rebbe teaches us Sikhs. The Rebbe wants to teach us how to think. So you think to yourself, there's, there's, there's a question here that when you, when you ask yourself, if you think about it, it's obvious. And the Rebbe very much, just one of the things he does very well, unless it seems to me, you know, I'm not a big maven, but uh, from my, my little understanding is that a lot of the questions the Rebbe brings, the Rebbe asks, are questions you can have. Now, to have the answer, you have to be a chacham. You have to really know a lot of chassidus or a lot of teo. But the question, they're not so hard, a lot of them. And I think the, one, the reason why it is, the Rebbe is trying to bring you, the Rebbe is trying to bring you to, this is the safer, by the way, everyone wants one has one at home. It's uh, number nine. The reason why these questions, I think the Rebbe bring out and ask these questions because the Rebbe probably asks million questions. It's because he's, he's teaching a dachalim and a way of learning, a way of thinking, a way of seeing things. When you learn Torah, you should care about it. And therefore, being that you should care about it, like you, so you should be able to see it. And these questions will become your questions. That when you learn something, not from the sikha, you should be able to look at it that way and say, oh, this is, and have a question, have these same questions. And you'll see the question, and once you see the question, you'll see it's very obvious. So for yourselves, as we go, you can think to yourself, what's, what's the question going to be? So all the, story, all the stories in the Torah serve as a lesson for us in that divine service. This is especially true with regard to any story which casts the Jews in an unfavorable light. But this is not a positive story. This is seemingly a negative story. The Torah is careful not to speak disparagingly, depreciatingly, even about an unkosh animal. So if it tells a story which portrays the Jews in unfavorable, unfavorably, so we can assume that this is done only because a unique lesson can be derived from the story. So what the Rebbe is teaching us is, is like this fundamental idea that, that why, why are we being told of this negative story? The Torah doesn't come to just speak, speak disparagingly upon anyone, and even more so about a Yid. So it must be that there's, because there's something here that, that the Torah is trying to teach us. Something, something unique lesson in this story. So the lesson in this case is apparent that we should compensate for our, sense, our, our ancestors' conduct by staying awake the entire night of Shavuos. Yeah? So seemingly it's very simple. Why are, we going, why are we getting told this story? To tell us we have to stay up because they didn't stay up and they made a mistake and we have to not make a mistake. It's pretty straightforward. If that's the point, so then there's a burning question over here. To communicate this lesson, however, it would be, have been enough to summarize the story. You could have just said, the, could have just said the Jewish people slept in, and like it says in the apostle, we're going to bring down the apostle, that Hashem came and 
and there was no one there. And that's because they were sleeping. So therefore, we stay up all night. What does is, what is it teach us? What does it tell us? And the whole Pasuk, um, says, from the Medrash, it says, they slept because sleeping on Shavuos is pleasant, the night is short, and not even a flea bit them. Well, how is that relevant to the story? Relevant to the lesson. The whole lesson is about is the fact that we shouldn't be sleeping. So sort of, what is it? Are we saying this is an excuse? You have to understand. It was a beautiful night. It was, uh, it was like so easy to sleep. It was so easy. Like it was that hot stamp. Really? Not even a flea bit them? Like why are we not, why are we getting told this? So clearly, there's depth to this. Like it's clear. So it must be depth. We have to understand it. But that's essentially the question. What's all these additions over here? Could you just tell me? They slept. I should have to come wake them up. And therefore we have to stay up. But we don't say, we say, what happened is the sleep in Shavuos is pleasant. The night is short. Not even a flea bit them. All these, all these additions. Yes, the fact that our sages added phrases such as sleep in Shavuos is pleasant and the night is short. Not even a flea bit them. Indicates that these, particular, these particulars contain lessons aside from the one which encourages us to remain awake at night. So what we're saying is there's a lot more depth. It's not just what staff, but all these little details are really part and parcel of the whole lesson we're going to be learning. And now we're going to learn what, what that is. In anxious expectation. It is well known that the promise that they would receive, that they would receive the Torah 50 days after the, after Yitzhak Mitzrayim, awakened a strong desire within the Yidden. So the Yidden know they leave Mitzrayim What's the purpose? To go and receive the Torah. So they already know this 50 days ago. With great anticipation, they continued, they counted the days until the Torah was given, until the Torah would, would be given. This is the source for the myths of counting the Amen. That's why I count the Amen. And I don't know if anyone's noticed, but I want to be sure we have this little thing that was done by Menachem with his good mares. And uh, some of them are on. And so I've been uh, marking it off every day, every week. So they're counting. The Yidden did the same thing. Maybe they had the same type of thing. And they're counting every day. So the Yidden are already preparing for Matan Torah. Now, if seven weeks beforehand, the Yidden could hardly wait to receive the Torah, we can assume that their desire increases as they approach the actual date. So the closer they're getting to Matan Torah, the more excited they're getting. It's coming closer, coming closer. One week left, you know? We're getting excited, like when you go on a trip and you're getting excited, you're going to camp, it gets very excited. You know, so the closer you get to the, to the trip, the, the more excited you get. They knew Hashem was going to give the tail on the next day. So then how then was it possible for them to sleep? So, you know, that just before you go to camp, you're so excited, you're all like, you know, had to sleep. So how can we say that they slept? What was going on? Why were they sleeping? And it was, it was a beautiful, we said it was a pleasant sleep. What's going on around? Moreover, they're counting for 49 days, prepared them for God's great gift. On each of these days, they became more refined and more worthy to receive the Torah. And on each of these 49 days, they drew down one of the 50 gates of understanding. So that's on the 49th day, they had completed drawing down the 49 gates, the maximum possible through the divine service of mortals. For the 50th gate was open to be opened by Hashem HaSinai. So they have, so to speak, reached the, the perfection of themselves, of how much they could reach. So they were on the highest level they could reach. So clearly they were on a very high level, so what's going on with the sleep? So one considers that the Jews had a burning desire for the Torah, even while under the influence of Egypt's 49 gates of impurity. 
even when they started in 40, on the 49th level, the lowest level, very few. They wanted to get the Torah. How much more so after 49 days of Avedon, walking on themselves and being such a high state, they would be excited. We can understand how overwhelming this desire must have become by the time they had refined themselves in drawing down the 49 gates of understanding, making themselves worthy of Hashem's priceless gift with such a great desire. Does it make sense that the people would go to sleep? So that we're making the question even stronger. Really? They went to sleep out of all things? What a weird thing to do. We are forced to conclude that even while sleeping, they did not take their minds off the giving of the Tehran. Indeed, they went to sleep in preparation for the events. So what are we saying here? So they're saying it must be that the sleeping was part of this. Sleeping wasn't a mistake. It wasn't something separate. Or maybe you could say ultimately, well, ultimately it was a mistake, but it wasn't a mistake like we make mistakes. It was a, and, and clearly their, their intention was, was that the sleep would be part of it. It's also indicated by the fact that the fleas did not bite them. Also, we see by that story that the fleas didn't bite them. If going to sleep was a deviation from the Torah, if, if when they went to sleep, that was against what Hashem wanted, it was totally against it, so why would Hashem have made this miracle that the fleas didn't bite them? To enable them to, yeah, so Hashem wouldn't have made a miracle to enable them to sleep so soundly. The fact that he did implies that the sleep was also part of Hashem, the, the preparation. So what are we seeing here? is clearly the sleep was part of it. And we can even prove by the fact that there was this miracle and the fact that they didn't get any, 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 any mosquito bites, please invite them out like this. Why? Because they were, because that was sort of a, not a bad thing. Now, ultimately, as we know, it wasn't the right thing because, because we have to stay up now because they should have stayed up. But we, we're going to understand on a whole different level, deeper level. And this is Bechal also teaches the lesson. And when we learn stories of Torah, you hear stories of Torah. It's a very big mistake to, to read them and, and interpret them the way we, we are. We have to understand if it's coming in the Torah, it's on a whole different level. Now we don't understand. So you could say, I mean, we could say to ourselves, hey, yeah, I, I get it. I, I'm sometimes tired. I fall asleep. Clearly, and this is what I was trying to show us. Clearly, that's not the way it works. When it comes to Torah, these things are deep. You read a story, you know, about... Uh, Whatever, David Melech, and this and that, and it, it sounds very, very mundane or very something that you like, you don't understand it. It's true to understand it, but you have to appreciate that it's on a deeper level. For sure, there's a lot of depth to it. And tomorrow we'll begin to answer these questions. So, yeah, remember that essentially the question is why does the Medjus teach us, like the Medjus is trying to tell us that the reason we have to stay up at night on Shavuos is because of the fact that the Yidin slept. But, and the measures brings down that they slept because the sleeping of the night of, of Shavuos, that time of year, is, is very short and it's very pleasant. And there wasn't even a, a flea bit them. So, so we're questioning what's all these additions to the story. And clearly, if they weren't meant to be sleeping, then why did all these miracles happen? So therefore, we, I must conclude that their, Aveda, their, their sleep was part of the Aveda. They've been working 20, 49 days already of Aveda, and the sleep was part of it. To get the answers, join us tomorrow. Thank you very much. And have a great day. Thank you, you too. Thank Can you. Can you take a picture and post it on the on the thing of the book you